This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM, it is Soul to Soul on a Erev Shabbos afternoon here in Johannesburg. Welcome to all of our radio family. It's wonderful to have you on board again. Uh, there's certainly uh, a little bit of feeling of the holiday in, in the air. You know, all, I think all the schools at this point are, are closed, so people are going away and people are taking a little bit of time off to catch up on themselves and be with their families. But even for those who have to carry on slogging and going to work every day, Zerif Shabbos, Shabbos is, is coming, and that certainly is a is a respite for for all for all of of us as we prepare for another another Shabbos Shabbos Kodesh Baruch Hashem. The weather is beautiful, been a little bit cloudy today, but it's very very nice at at the moment. And I hope your Erev Shabbos preparations are are going very very going swimmingly well. Although uh, I guess swimming wouldn't necessarily be something we'd want to do today, but it's again it's just a a pleasure to to be with you this. Uh, Week we have uh, Parshas Balak, which is a, a very, very interesting uh, saga of a of two people got together, Balak and Bilam. In some ways, Rashi says that Balak was even uh, a greater magician. Was even uh, 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 also had a tremendous uh, hatred of of the of the Jewish of the Jewish nation. And and wanted very very much to to bring about the the, the destruction of of the, uh, of the of the Jews and and what exactly wanted to obviously all the all the mafarshim all the all the commentaries uh, talk about uh, uh, what Bilam wanted what what uh, what uh, Balak wanted ostensibly uh, Balak was worried. Simply for his own his own survival, the Jews had just knocked off the two most powerful guys on the block, uh, Sihon and Og, who were, as Rashi said in last week's parish, they were actually being paid. All all the various kingdoms paid tribute to Sihon and Og because they were the ones who were supposed to defend them from any attacker. They were the, on the on the the vanguard of the of the uh, of that area. Of the populated globe, and and they were therefore there there as a, as a means of of uh, making sure that no one further inland, no f- further into that uh, into that sort of circle of territory would would be affected. And they had failed, and the you know the Jews had killed Sichanoigen and, and taken over their their land, and now they were knocking on the on the doorstep of the of the of Bolak of of. Uh, of uh, the land of of Mayav, that uh, the Jews might come to to stop with them. Of course, the reality was he had no no nothing to worry about because we know that there was an absolute uh, prohibition for the Jews to wage war against against Mayav. They were allowed to they were allowed to. Uh, uh, Provoke them. They were allowed to skirmish to them. They were allowed to kind of walk up and down the border, looking like they were really wet, ready for war, but they couldn't. They couldn't attack Edom, and for for some reason, Bullock was not uh, not aware of that, or wasn't his, in his consciousness, and therefore he he needed some remedy other than the the sword to be able to get rid of the of the Jews because uh, he felt that option 
wasn't wasn't open to him seeing what happened to Sikhanag and therefore he decided Rash says to go by the word of the mouth, which is the Kayach of, of Yankov, Hakol Kol Yankov, and therefore to try to find someone else whose Kayach was in their mouth, whose ability was to be able to to say words that could bring doom and destruction or Hashem's anger against against the 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 Jewish the Jewish nation and just to sort of briefly uh think about what what it might have been that that he was actually after what he wanted to uh, to accomplish so it's it's in in the whole build up in the, in the when when Bilam finally arrives at Balak, uh, obviously, there's a whole stage before that where where uh, Balak sends angels, uh, sends angels, sends sends Malachim, sends agents to to uh, to ba- to Bilam to ask him to come, and and Bilam says, "Well, I have to check with Hashem. Got to check with the boss first. And Hashem says, "No," and then uh, he actually says, so he tells the the uh, ministers of of the king, "Go back." Uh, uh, you're not you're not distinguished enough for me to to come with you. So fine, they went back and and more. You know, so these were these were junior ministers in in the parliament. Now the now the senior minister uh, 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 came and again, Bilam said, "I got to ask Hashem." And Hashem said, "Fine, if they're coming, the if they're coming for you for your benefits. Go. You know, you're not going to be able to do anything, but but go." And then he goes, and there's the whole incident with the with the donkey, the donkey, uh, uh, you know, banging three times against against the the wall, and uh, and uh, um, yeah, uh, being slightly slightly injured by it. And then afterwards, uh, when when Hashem finally opens his eyes and he sees the Malach, he says, "Oh well, maybe you don't want me to go." And and Malach says, "No, I never said that. Go." So even after all that, he finally gets. To, to uh, uh, Balak, and we find that uh, he does a, a interesting procedure each time, each of the three incidents that uh, Balak tries to get him to curse the Jews. In each one, he tells Balak to build seven altars, seven mizbachot, and on each one to bring a bull. And a ram, such so a total of uh, twenty-one misbachot, or and then each one took took a bonus, forty-two, forty-two a bonus, and it's seven, and it's seven, and it's seven uh, 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 again. And the concept of seven brings rise that to the concept that Bilam and and Balak were on on one level really trying to challenge the power. Of, of Shabbos. And, and the understanding is because Shabbos is a day where we have special protection from, from the Rebbe there's, there's no There's no din on Shabbos. We know that uh, that even, even Gehenim closes down on, on Shabbos. All the Neshamas are let out. That's why we, uh, one of the reasons, one of the customs we say, we say, Vihinoyam. Uh, on on Maitzai Shabbos as part of Mayrav because uh, then the neshamas that are being judged go back to to Gehenim and Shemayim. Unfortunately, there's no Sunday, no Sunday respite Matzah Shabbos. They go back and and uh, carry on whatever regimen they are experiencing uh, uh, 
are there. Shabbos, there's no, there's no such, such, uh, uh, there's no, no Yusurim, no suffering, no suffering at, at, uh, at, at all. And, um, what, what, uh, Bilam and Balak wanted to do, in fact, was get to a situation where at least on Shabbos there would also be some level of din, even though even in din there are two different stratas of din. There's din akasha, there's a very, very strict justice and, and a little bit more lenient, even if they couldn't access the very, very strictest justice for Shabbos, at least something, at least something they they, they, they wanted. And the reality was that they ended up blessing uh, he blessed and in fact he turned around that not only uh, uh, was the deen not implemented on Shabbos but even the deenim that exists on the other days of the year the days when we don't when are not Shabbos or even more the days the days when we don't say Tachanan which are also Days of 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 uh, of Yom Tov and and uh, and some some level of of celebration, which celebration of course Simchas is is is, is a dvekas, is a closeness to to the the Rabbanu Shalom, so that uh, Bilam accomplished that even on those non so to speak non special days, on the days when when there could be dinim, so it actually boomeranged, and and even the din that could happen on those days was. Was uh, what was was lessened because this was this was uh, 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 actually a direct challenge to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu was the one who had brought us Shabbos. We know even even in Mitzrayim, even in uh, in Egypt, uh, um, Moshe Rabbeinu came up with this idea of a rest day and went to went to Paro and said, Paro. You know, I, I really got some a good business decision for you. You know, any any employee who works seven days a week, he's not going to survive. You can't, you can't, you can't work that way. You know, even in non-religious places, even in communist Russia, you know, they had they had one day a week off because you can't simply carry on like a machine for forever. So, you know, if you really want to get to better productivity, the best productivity. Out of your, out of your slaves, out of, out of the Bene Israel. So then it would be a really, really good idea if you give me a day off. And Paro said, you know, never thought of it, but that really is a great, a great idea. And so he told Moshe, go organize it. And from then on, Moshe Abenu, uh, 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 instituted within Klein so the keeping of, the keeping of, uh, of, of Shabbos as we, uh, as we know it, uh, as we know it, uh, today. So, so and 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 then later on, Bamatan uh, So then it says Dabel Israel. So then Moshe Rabbeinu commanded Shabbos. So obviously, what was the point of commanding it uh, if they already had Shabbos? And there, the idea would seem to be that the the Shabbos that Moshe Rabbeinu instituted in Mitzrayim was really intended simply as a day for them to rest from their ordeals, to rest from their 
really, really hard, hard work from their back breaking and, and, and absolutely exhausting toil as, as he claimed to Paro. They, they need a day of rest. But obviously we understand that Shabbos is, is not that. Shabbos is much more than that. Shabbos is, is the day where we recognize that, that, uh, Hashem is one and, and, and nothing in the world actually makes any, any difference on, uh, on, on Shabbos. And, and therefore, uh, Matan Torah introduced Shabbos as It's introduced as the sign between us and and uh, and God, so that why we should know that Hakadosh Baruch Hu makes us holy, Hakadosh Baruch Hu makes the time holy, and that Shabbos is 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 a holy is a holy time, and that uh, at that point there is nothing else in the world that that uh, that matters besides our our relationship with. Uh, with 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 the rabbi with the rabbi and that's perhaps why the the pasha then ends with the debacle of the Jews in a place called Shittim, where Shevet Shimon was uh, uh, involved in uh, doing terrible things. That uh, one of the one of the the, the, the the nasi, the prince of the tribe of Shimon, uh, took a woman who was not a uh, a Jewess, a, a Midianite. Uh, princess and and wanted to have a relationship with with her and it says vayar pinchas ben lozar kain pinchas soa vayokom itachaida he got up from amongst the nation vayikach reimach biyodan he took a a spear in his in his hand and the obvious question is why do we have to be told that he got up I mean clearly in order to go from where he was to uh, to the camp of of Mena, of 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 Shimon, he would have had to he would have had to uh, get get up and and perhaps the understanding is that uh, you know we we all think that uh, we are not great enough to to make stands to uh, to protest when things that are being done are are, are terrible unspeakable uh, 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 travesties are being committed you know we all say well you know they're, they're leaders they're, they're great rabbin and they must be the ones who, who make the statement we, who, yeah who's going to listen who's going to listen to us and it's not true that uh, every single one of us if we are if we are upset by something if we are if we consider something to be really really uh, 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 antithetical to, to the values and, and the beliefs of, of, of the Yiddishkeit that we so love and and, and cherish we must make a stand and that's what it says by Yakum he will, even though he's just one of the guys, Pinchas was just one of the boys. Yet he felt that in this situation, a a a an abominable chilul uh, Hashem uh, uh, was being was being created by 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 Zimri and 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 uh, by this uh, Shevet from from uh, tribe of of Shimon, and and uh, he he had to make a difference, and and it didn't make any. Any uh, any difference in what the situation was? I mean, the reality was he was uh, putting himself in in tremendous danger. The major says that uh, what did he do? He went. He, he took his sword. He hid it in his clothing, and he went to he went to the area where Shevet Shimon camped, and there were guards there. And they said, "What do you want here? Why, why do you want to come into our area?" So he says, "No, I also." I hear you guys are doing Averis. I want to also be part of it. I also want to do Averis. Oh, so I say, fine, fine, come in. So they led him to the tent where where uh, this 
event was happening, and then he pulled his sword, and literally in one fell swoop, he killed both of them together, and 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 thereby put his own life in total and complete complete danger. Because uh, you know, uh, had uh, had the the sword slipped, he could have been hurt, or had they no longer been engaged in doing the the actual act of the Avera, he couldn't have killed them, or had he screamed and all the guards outside would have come running, uh, uh, Pinchas didn't stand a, a chance uh, a, against them. And and yet it didn't make a difference to him. He he was going to do this. This this was he was totally committed and connected to the Rabbanu Shalom, and he saw this as being the Amos, as being as being the truth, and and nothing else at all made a difference. Nothing else mattered at all. He was going to do what was what was what was right. And his reward, as we'll see in next week's parsha, was uh, I'm going to give him my bris of 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 peace, which Chazal mean that we know that. Uh, Pinchas later became Elio, Elio Hanovi. We know at the end of his life, he didn't die. He went up to Shemayim in a in a storm, and and tradition we have the Chazal we have is that is that he lived forever, and it's Mida Kenegemida, and in in in, uh, in because of the fact that that he was prepared to give his life and his life left meant nothing to him if it was a it was a question of Khil Hashem, it was a question of desecration of God's of God's name, then his life was absolutely not worth a thing and he would he would give it without a second thought for the honor of Hashem. The reward for that is that he gets he, for a person that uh, makes a statement that to life to him is not important. The reward is that he gets he gets eternal eternal uh Eternal life, and that became became uh, became uh, an Elio. We have to, you know, be be committed and realize that uh, that uh, against all odds, no matter what might might happen in 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 the world, we 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 need to to do what uh, what the Rebbeinu Shlom wants and and stick to our values and stick to our to our Shabbos, uh, in spite of anything else that might be that might be going on. They, Tell a story about a yid called Rav uh, Shmuel Bernstein, who during the time of the of the war, uh, unfortunately the the courts passed on him a what was then a, a terrible, terrible sentence that he was going to be shipped off to uh, to Siberia for hard labor, which everyone knew was pretty much a death sentence between the 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 extent of the work and and the freezing cold. Mo- most people. Didn't didn't survive, and as he's standing there uh, on the platform, waiting to board this train to Siberia, not a very happy camper, not with a very uh, optimistic uh, uh, future ahead of him. Someone came up to him and and pressed a a piece of paper into his hand and told him just just keep this with you wherever you go. And he went on the train. Eventually, had an opportunity to open it and look, and it was a. Uh, a piece from one of the Sfarim of Lekuti Maran, of Avnachem Breslov, and the title of it was Avram Hu Echad. And he describes that Avnovinu, in spite of all the opposition and all the Goyim who were, who were involved in Avadazora and, 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 and Nimrod and, and uh, his own father, uh, uh, Terach, and, and, you know, everyone looked at him. Like he was totally, completely strange. Nevertheless, he went on. He knew that he was on to the right thing. He knew that he was doing what was MS, what was absolutely the right thing, and and uh, and nothing 
and nothing did to him. And, and this gave this gave uh, Bernstein tremendous kayak, and he made a promise that if he survived, he would open a yeshiva for to study Lukutim Aran, and Baruch Hashem he was like, and he did open that yeshiva in, in Bnei Brak. We're going to come back with games on Shabbos after this short break. This is Soul to Soul on the greatest radio station in Africa, 101.9 Chayvim. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. On 1.9 Chai FM, we are back with our Halacha Slot on Soul to Soul Friday afternoon, the uh, second hour. Uh, this Shabbos is Shabbos Kodesh Parshas Bolok. As we said, uh, the latest time for lighting Shabbos candles this afternoon is at 11 minutes past five already. Starting to uh, starting to move back. Eleven minutes past five is the uh, latest time for candlelighting, and Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at four minutes past six. Six oh four is the termination of Shabbos, and please remember that uh, this week, precisely uh, Tuesday, or starting from Monday night, Tuesday, of course, is the fast of uh, of Tammuz, the seventeenth day of Tammuz, which ushers in the beginning of the period of three weeks of of mourning, which of course begins then on Monday night and carries on until after Tishbav in in three weeks' time. And therefore if you need to do any shopping or need uh, need just some a new outfit or something like that, do it now because really during the uh three weeks one shouldn't be one shouldn't be uh buying uh new clothes or certainly substantial kinds of outfits and, and things like 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 that. Um, we were talking last week about the, the, the halachas of making lists, or oh, not making lists, but reading lists on, on Shabbos. We spoke about, uh, we spoke about guest lists. We spoke about menus and, and things like that. There was one more halacha I wanted to, uh, bring to the table, and that is the, uh, Egaba in, in Shul. Even if he has all the names of the people that are usually called up, he has it in a in a book, or they have uh, uh, cards with all the names on it. So that is permissible. The Gaba is allowed to read the names of those who are being called up, either from his Gaba's book or from these these uh, these cards again, because this is the Torah mitzvah. This is for the purpose of getting an aliyah to the Torah, which is certainly a a a, a very big mitzvah to have the Torah being read uh, uh, while you're while you're standing there, and and at the same time, it's the Torah mitzvah. And number two, we're not really worried that he might erase a name or want to write. Something, something else. And again, the, the, the discerning factor there is, well, he's, he's in public. He's standing there on the beam in the middle of the shul. Everyone would watch him if he would now write down what, uh, yeah, change a name or something like that. Uh, everyone would, uh, would, uh, would, un- would see it. And of course, that, that is the greatest, that is the greatest, uh, uh, determined, and if you would, want to want to write something down, so the everyone else that was there would remind him that today is is uh, is Shabbos, and he mustn't uh, he mustn't do. We already discussed the the uh, the way the Gabayim can note down or take take cognizance of donations made. Obviously, they can't write, but uh, many have a system of uh, of cards with different 
monetary amounts, and you can put a paperclip or, or, or some other similar system for the Gabon to be able to record donations so that they can uh, invoice you after Shabbos for for that uh, for that. Similarly, let's say there's a a simcha in in shul, and uh, the Gabon have been provided with a a list of all the family members of all the people that the Bale Simcha want uh want to be honored at the at their at their simcha. So again if you wants to uh you know use that list you're not gonna be able to remember all the names and therefore you can look at that list to to recall who he has to who he has to uh call up. However, interesting, if let's say someone's not there or last minute, they would decide to actually uh, change the list and call up someone different, someone who's not necessary or not in that position on uh, on on the list, then, again, it's, it's, it's not really plausible, obviously, but someone else would have to be there, someone else would be looking over his shoulder, he's in the middle of shul, but uh, in private he wouldn't be able to look at uh, at that uh, at that uh, list, because we do worry that he might that he might uh, forget and you know, doesn't want to make a big bloops. There's all sorts of hush of guests coming, so we do we do worry, and therefore, unless he is in the presence of uh, of other people who would remind him that uh, it's Shabbos and you mustn't uh, you mustn't write, then we wouldn't we don't want him uh, even looking at that list to make a change because of of the danger. Of the danger in, in involved. Uh, in terms of the whole subject of of games on uh, on uh, on Shabbos, so it's is that it's actually a, a very very uh, large size, almost like gargantuan uh, uh, argument that exists amongst all the halakha authorities, all the different poiskim, if, in fact, one is allowed to play various kind of games on uh, on, on, on Shabbos. There, there's some who say <coughs> that since Shabbos was actually set aside for for learning Torah and for doing spiritual things, to, to while away one's time, and, and basically be mevatal Torah, to, to waste time from Torah in order to play any kind of game on Shabbos. So, so that's, that's forbidden because, uh, you're, you're not using Shabbos for the, uh, purpose that it was so, it was so, uh, intended. That would then include, according to these opinions, that it would be, uh, forbidden to play, uh, chess. Or any any of these other uh, any of these other games, right? Uh, any of the board games or even uh, ball games in in the house or in the uh, or in the uh, in the uh, private. Let's say uh, you have a courtyard that is part of your part of your property, and even let's take for example, let's say it's it's tiled. So we're not worried about the whole question of of grass, which is a separate. A separate uh, is uh, a separate issue, but according to this opinion, if the whole concept is that this is a a a non correct utilization of of Shabbos, then clearly all these kind of things would be would be uh, forbidden. And and as an extension, then if all these things are forbidden uh, 
to be played with on on Shabbos, then that would automatically make all these games and things muktzah because anything which has no use, which cannot be used on uh, on Shabbat, automatically becomes becomes. Uh, becomes uh, becomes mukta on 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 Shabbos. That is, of course, the one the one opinion. Others argue and say, no, well, it's not quite, not quite so so uh, so strict. And that's and that they say that strictly speaking, as far as the halacha is concerned, there's no prohibition per se to to play games on. Uh, on uh, on Shabbos, that uh, obviously provided that the games have nothing to do with with money, because the moment you start talking about money, then we get into the problem of either writing or or business type of type of deals. We're going to come back with our last few minute segment just now. This is one one point nine High FM. Do not run away. Stay tuned. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM. We are back with our closing, our closing segment. So we just introduced the second opinion that says that, in fact, uh, as far as the halacha is concerned, playing games is not is not forbidden. But obviously, one cannot do it in a way uh, anything to do with with money or or, or business type of uh, type of dealings those those are forbidden on uh, on on Shabbos and that in fact the Ramah brings down in Sim in Sim and Shim Lamarches. Uh there were Rabbanim who we know we have documented proof that they used to play uh, chess on uh, on Shabbos which is something that uh, that requires concentration, requires it requires thought. Brought down by the Shulchan that there were people that that did so. But the uh, the Chidon Berke Yosef, uh, he is opposed to that. He would say that uh, one should not play chess on Shabbos, and and uh, he brings down that that most likely those Rabbanim that used to play chess on on Shabbos may have. Uh, been depressed or in, in, a, in a kind of bad space of mind and in order to take their mind off their worries they weren't able to to learn things were weighing on themselves too uh too too much they would play a bit of chess you know sort out their minds and then go back to their to their to their learning but he says says the Chidobo, without that reason just stam to play chess on Shabbos says you shouldn't you shouldn't play it on uh, on uh, on Shabbos. Um, the the Yushami brings down that the, in fact there was a place uh, called Tur Shemain where uh, the way they used to very and, and that place they used to very very much honor show show deference to the. Uh, the Shabbos, and nevertheless, it was destroyed. It's a place that's really excelled in covered Shabbos, and yet the Rav Kahn was destroyed. So some say that the reason why it was uh, destroyed was because they they used to uh, play uh, sport and, and 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 ball games on uh, on uh, on Shabbos, and some of the and and and. Uh, the Mephoshim said, the Rekeach says that 
it wasn't so much a problem of, of playing the game, but it meant that they were wasting all their time on Shabbos that they could have been could have been learning and and doing other other things, and uh, and therefore Chasham that punishment happened. In fact, the the base Yosef uh, uh, brings down and Shulchan Aruch also brings down that playing with a with a ball is is forbidden on uh, on Shabbos, and therefore the ball then becomes becomes. However, of course, in Allah there are many, many opinions. Some are much more, uh, some are much more uh, uh, lenient, and uh, they they say that in fact one is allowed that as long as it's uh, as long as it's on let's say a tiled or a cement floor, not a grass surface, one is allowed to one is allowed to play. Uh, uh, even with a ball, Taisus says that, and Ramal brings down there also. But uh, if it's a place where it's it's uh, mud or sand or or grass, then you wouldn't be allowed to play because we're worried that uh, you might level out the floor, which is a mashava gumos, which is a filling holes, which is a a a tolda under the category of of uh, of of, uh, of building, um, and. If that is so, so then why, in fact, were they uh, punished for for playing on on Shabbos? Because uh, so they say they, the, the going brings down that they actually played in 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 the public domain in Rishus Rabim, They used to play in that. Obviously, that uh, that uh, isn't isn't allowed in Rishus Rabbim. There's carrying, and also some say, well, okay, even if you would be allowed to play, it doesn't mean that you should spend the entire day. Uh, 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 playing, playing soccer, and certainly there should be uh, appropriate time set uh, set aside also for one's uh, for one's uh, for one's learning. And, and so, practically speaking, uh, for for adults, certainly one one should be strict on oneself. One should uh, take the take the more more strict opinion into into uh, into account. Not not to play kind of ball games on. Uh, on Shabbos, not even to play chess on Shabbos or other things, either because, according to some of the opinions we brought, it's mamish forbidden, it's not, and or because it's not uh, it's not good to waste the time for from learning on uh, on uh, on Shabbos. But obviously, if one would be makel, because there are so many opinions, you know, one has whom to uh, to rely on, and you know, if one looks in the Shulchan Aruch and in Shinches. And in Shin Lamedches, one one can see that there are there are avenues if one needed to to be makel and and for children, certainly, you, while we have to educate them that they should be spending more time uh, on Shabbos learning learning Torah, but most most of the poskim uh, agree that you shouldn't forbid them to be involved in some kind of in some kind of games on. Uh, on, uh, on on the holy on the holy shops. That's about all the time we have this this week. Bez Hashem will be back next week with another edition of the Friday Salt to Soul. Please make sure you pay you uh, you tune in all the days of the week to our wonderful program, our wonderful Rabbanim, and I just enough time to wish each and every one of you a beautiful Shabbat Shalom Borach. And please God, we should only hear good things and share wonderful wonderful times together. Shabbat Shalom.